We're holding out the Mishnah. It's at the end of Samachim at Beis. We're continuing to talk about different clothing which you're allowed to go out on Shabbos or not. So we're talking over here about someone who had his foot amputated and they would have a, a artificial foot, but it wasn't there, it wasn't connected obviously, and it wasn't even there to support him in walking. It was just that it shouldn't look odd. So I guess he would either walk on crutches or he would walk, as we'll see soon, on, on his knees and he would have like pieces of leather on his legs, he should be able to walk. But they didn't want it to look like his feet are amputated. And therefore they put like a piece of wood at the end of his leg that should look like a foot. So practically, it's not, wor it's not working as a, as a shoe because he's not walking on it. It just looks, it just needed to fill in and to look like the end of his foot. The question is, is that enough to be considered a shoe? Or maybe the question is, according to some opinions, are we afraid it's going to fall off? Since it's not, he's not really putting his foot inside, are we afraid he's going to fall off? Says the Mishnah, Hakiteya, someone who has his foot amputated, Yoyitse Bakav Shalei is allowed to go with a special wooden shoe that's there to look like the end of his foot. Divinity Rabbi Meir. Rabbi says, no. It's not considered the clothing, it's just that he shouldn't look odd, it's not serving him. Or some say we're afraid it's going to fall off, and therefore she's not allowed to walk out with it. Then we say another thing. If they made in that foot, they made a bit of an indent, indent and they filled it with like cotton or something soft. So if he wants to, he could lean his leg on the shoe. If they didn't put anything, any cushioning inside, then he never leans on it. He just keeps his foot up and it's just for show. But if they put inside some cushioning, so then he could put occasionally, he could rest his leg on it. So then Tommy, it is Tommy. We'll see soon which Tuma are we talking about. Either Tuma Smeis, since it can hold something, it holds the cushioning. So it's a clear kibble. It's okay that you hold something inside and therefore it's tummy. Or maybe even Tumas Midras. Tumas Midras means that if it's a Zov and he steps on it or he leans on it, it receives a severe level of Tuma, or say it makes someone tummy for seven days. And that can only be if something is designated to rest on. And the question is, do we say the same over here that since it has cushioning, it's designated for him to rest his foot on it. So we didn't, in the Mishnah is not so clear. Then the Mishnah continues a different example. If the person is walking on his knees, on his legs, and therefore he puts some leather, whatever, support under his leg, they should be able to walk on it, like to basically like, uh, move his legs one by one on the, on the floor. And he wants to have some leather on the bottom. He shouldn't get rubbed out. To in Midras, it's designated to lean himself on it. And therefore, it definitely does receive too much Midras. It's meant to lean on. The Yaitzim Ha'am is Shabbos. And not to walk with it on Shabbos because it's serving him. But on the other hand, the Nichnasim Ba'am Ba'azorah. You're allowed to walk with it into the base of Migdash. 
In the Beis Hamidosh, you're not allowed to walk with shoes. But this isn't shoes. It's not serving the bottom of his foot. And then it's not considered the shoes, like uh, trousers, it's like pants. It's not, it's, not, it's not serving his bottom of his feet. And therefore, it's fine. However, sometimes he had a person that couldn't even walk on his legs. And then he didn't have wheelchairs those days. Instead, he would have like a chair. And we have like two boxes on the side that he would like push himself, push it down on the floor, lift himself up, and then move the two boxes to the next place. And then on the bottom of his, of his leg, they would put some leather over there. And occasionally he would rest also the bottom of his leg on the ground to support himself, to help himself to pick himself up and to go to the next place. So those things, to main Midras, they're designated to rest on them. So they do receive the severe level of tumor of Midras of these Azov. They receive a level of tumor that they make some tummy for seven days. But you're not allowed to walk out with them on Shabbos. Why? So some say we're talking mainly about, we're mainly talking about the support, the leather covering on the end of his leg. Since he doesn't usually lean on them, he doesn't put them on so tight. If he doesn't put them on so tight, they might fall off. If they might fall off, he might lift them up and carry them or put them on the chair and just continue, continue moving. So therefore, it's a problem. The actual chair wouldn't be a problem. The actual chair, someone has to say a wheelchair and he can move himself on the wheelchair, not an electric wheelchair, a manual wheelchair and he can move himself. It's fine if he needs it because it's like a clothing for him. It's his, it's the way he moves around. But the bottom, the thing that's supporting his feet could fall off and therefore, he's not allowed to walk out with it. You may not walk out with it in Shabbos. You're not allowed to walk, out, walk into, with it to the Azorah. It is called shoes because it's serving the bottom of his leg where he used to have his feet. And therefore, it's considered a shoe. And since it's a shoe, you're not allowed to walk into the Azorah with it. So that's all about the way different levels of, of the people with an amputated foot how they get around, which one is allowed in Shabbos, and which one is Tommy. Then a total different halacha, look to me. We'll see someone that is some sort of costume. Tahirin, it's not a clothing, it's a costume, it's just for fun. Ve'ein yeitzim them. In Shabbos, you're not allowed to walk out with it. It doesn't serve you, it's just a costume. And therefore, if it doesn't serve you, you're not allowed to walk out with it on Shabbos. It's not considered a clothing, it's considered carrying. Okay. Now, although we read the Mishnah and it's clearly printed in the Gemara, but in, but in those days, it wasn't printed. And many of the Mishnahists, they recorded mainly Baal Rebbe used to read out the Mishnahists and all the Talmudim used to write it down. And they had different versions. So here, there was an extreme difference. One version said the way we say it. Rabbi Meir says that Hakiteya, the one who is amputated, may walk out with his fake foot. And Rabbi Yaisi says no. But some versions said the opposite. Ain Hakiteya. The amputated person may not walk out with his fake foot. So says Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is always the first one to be quoted in the Mishnah. And Rabbi Yaisi says he is allowed. So the question is, who said what, which is a big difference, because we always pass him like Rabbi Yaisi. In other words, on one hand, we always put Rabbi Meir first, he was on a higher level. 
but no one was able to understand him. And therefore, Rabbi Yossi, everyone was able to understand. He had good explanations for his halachas. So the halachas is always like Rabbi Yossi. So we, we need to know who said what, because we want to know what to pass in the halach. So since we had two versions, the Gemara was trying to figure out what's the correct version. What's written in the Mishnah? Does it say Rabbi Meir says yes or Rabbi Meir says no? I don't know. Shmuel had a version that is opposite from our version. The Rabbi Meir says no, Rabbi Yeshi says yes, and therefore the should be yes. Okay? Shmuel, Rabbuna, the great guys. Okay? If so, if that, those two great rabbis say, hey, we're going to follow their, their footsteps. Rabbi Bashira, I don't know if he's such a common Amir. Let's look it up. I, it's the first time I remember meeting him over here. Could be he's another place he could Google it, he could find it, but he wasn't a common Amir, but he spoke up and he said, What's going on with you guys? Leishim Yelu didn't. You honored men, haven't you heard? There was a Tano. A Tano, not literally a Tano. A Tano means a Brice sayer, a Brice recorder, or a Mishnah recorder. His name was Rabchanan Barov, and he was saying over the Mishnah in front of Chia, the son of Rav. Rav's son was discussing and learning with Rav Chonon. Rav Chonon said over a Mishnah, and Rav was there. In the, in the private room, or the small room, the Chayda Shaini, when he sat down in the small room in Rav's Yeshima. Rav was sitting there, and his son was hearing a repeat of the Mishnah is from this Rav of Rav Chonon. And Rav Chonon Barav, I'm sorry. And he said over the other version, he said Shmuel's version, Ravuna's version, Rav just motioned him. The opposite. I guess it was middle of the evening or whatever it is, just motion. The other way around. So Rav, I guess, knew the Mishnah of the, 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 the things better. Rav was the Hatamud of Rebbe. So um, he was more trustworthy in recording the Mishnayas. So, what are you running after the Shmuel? Ravuna both said, Rav showed no. Rav showed that the, the, the version we have is the right version. Okay, was and he accepted it. said, okay, how am I going to remember? It's all confusing. We went back and forth. You want to remember who said what? Rabbi Yoisi said, Asur. Rabbi Yoisi has a Samach in his name. And he's the one that said, Asur, that it's not allowed. That will help us remember who said what. Fun. Now it seems to be a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. Says the Gemara, no, Rav Shmuel other way. Shmuel also took it back. He heard the correct version and he accepted it. Where do we see it? It's an amulet in a mission. If a a, 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 a yovam, someone who's a, 
His, wife, his brother passed away without any children, and he wants to do chalitza in order that he should have to marry his brother's wife. And the, the, he had a, he, he, she has to take off his shoe. So they actually have a special shoe, a chalitza shoe, which is made of total leather, nothing else. But uh, it has to be his. So they give it to him, and he's coined it, and it becomes his. If it wasn't his, and she just removed it, or the sandal shall eats if they made the shoe out of wood. shall smile the Yamin. It was a left shoe on his right foot. Khalitsa Ksheira, but the Yavid is kosher. Vamnina Mantana, which Tana says this mission? Who says that a wooden shoe is a proper shoe? Rabbi Meir. Mary says that the one with the amputated foot may walk out with this wooden shoe. So we see that a wooden shoe is called a shoe. Otherwise, how could he wear it? So we see that wood. That, so, so, so we, therefore, the one who says that a wooden shoe is kosher for chalitza is Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Yisiyasa. So obviously, if Shmuel uh, connected it to Rabbi Meir, his version of the Mishnah is that Rabbi Meir is the one who says that the shoe is kosher. Says the Gemara after Rebbe also changed his mind afterwards. The tiny mountain of Brisa, sandals shall sayodin, a shoe for those who make plaster. They would walk into the plaster and I don't know, they would mix it and and, and, and the plaster is burning, hot or burning. Or it's not, not a place you want to put your foot inside. So they would have special shoes. Either it was made out of wood or it was made out of straw. Different, different opinions. So this shoe, Tommy Midras, it's considered designated to rest your foot on, and therefore, if the person's a zav, the shoe becomes the severe tumor. It's a proper shoe for Tumas Midras, for Chalitza, and for Shabbos. And the Raisa continues, The other Chacham did not agree. Vatani, but it's a different price. Vahoyduloy, that they did agree. Amravan, okay, some agreed, some didn't. Who agreed, who didn't? Man, hoyduloy, Rameyer. Rameyer, our Mishnah, which says that the wooden shoe is okay. He's the one that agreed to Rabbi Akiva that this wooden or straw shoe is okay. Uman, loyhoyduloy, who didn't agree? Rabbi Yaisi, which in our Mishnah says it's not considered a shoe. So there also he says it's not considered a shoe. So again, we see that he agreed to the opinion that I mean, Mayor is the, is the one who says that it is considered a shoe. Amar Yosef, man There's a bit of a difference in here because um, although, okay, this it will go smoother if we say that this shoe this uh, plaster maker's shoe is made out of straw. Now, straw is much more uncommon to make a shoe out of than wood. And therefore, Rabbi Yesu says, in this case, even Rabbi Yesu would hold that... Hey, one second, one second. One second. 
Why does he have to say the Yechon and Levi? Okay, could be Rabbi Yisab is just trying to add that there's another opinion that also doesn't agree with Rabbi Akiva besides Rabbi Yisab. Not just Rabbi Yisab, even other opinions that may hold that a wooden shoe is considered the shoe, but they won't agree with Rabbi Akiva. In other words, Rabbi Akiva's statement is much less accepted. There's even another Tana that might not agree with Rabbi Yisab and might hold that a wooden shoe is okay, but this straw shoe, he will hold it as not tummy because it's not a normal thing to make a shoe out of straw. Who is that? Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri. The Tanan, Rabbi ben Nuri, didn't speak about a shoe, but he just spoke about something made out of an unusual material. For example, Kavanesh al Kash. They had like a certain type of barrel made out of, usually made out of like bamboos or weeds. And this person made it out of straw. That's untypical. Or he made a straw, as we call a straw, they usually make it out of straw, which is called a shreferis. They make it out of straw. And he made it out of bamboos or out of weeds. So the, he, he changed around the way that people usually do things. So they keep him telling who cares if it's the regular way or not. He made it, it works, it's done. Rabbi Yechim he says, no, it's not a usual thing, so it's done. So even Rabbi Yechim which we don't know what he holds regarding this wooden shoe, he will also be that if it's not typical, it's not done. Right. Okay. Now we have a very technical problem. It's okay to have a discussion whether um, this, this plaster maker shoe is made out of wood, could it become tummy? One second. It's not a shoe. He just walks into the plaster with it. It's not called a shoe. A shoe means you walk with it. You walk with it in the street. Why is this called a shoe? It's not meant to walk with it. It's not called a keli. The one who makes the plaster is not embarrassed. He walks out of the plaster, he brushes off his shoes on the side, and he walks with these wooden shoes all the way home. Why should he have his shoes and put it on the side and put on these shoes and walk into the plaster? He just walks to work with his work clothes. So he walks with these wooden shoes and he walks home with it. So since you do walk with it, therefore, it is Mechabal Okay. So he spoke about this wooden shoe. The conclusion is Rabbi Meir is the one who says it's not Tommy, it's not a shoe. You can't do Chalitza, you cannot walk out with it on Shabbos. And Rabbi Yeshi is the one who says it. it I'm sorry, the opposite. Rabbi Yeshi is the one who says that it, it, it is a shoe. You could make Chalitza and you could walk out with it on Shabbos. And Rabbi Yeshi says it's not a shoe. You can't do Chalitza with it. It's not Tome and you cannot walk out with it on Shabbos. Okay. Fine. Then we said that if it has a place to hold, if it's cushioned with some cotton balls, then it is Meqabal Tumah. The question is, is it Meqabal Tumah because he rests his shoe, his foot in it, or because it's holding the cushioning? 
What's the difference? If it's just holding the cushioning, it's just Mechabal Tumas Mace. If it's because he rests his foot, then it receives Tumas Midras. Now, why shouldn't it be considered Tumas Midras? Because you don't walk in it. He still uses it the same way the other people use it. They just hang their foot, and this is just for show. But occasionally, if he's a bit tired to hold his to hold himself with his hands, he rests a bit on his foot. So that that he occasionally rests on his foot, does that make this a shoe? And therefore Tommy Midras or not? Tommy Tommy Midras. The fact that he occasionally rests his foot on it doesn't make it a shoe, and it's not Tommy Thomas Midras. Because sometimes he rests his foot. How do I know that it's Tommy Midras? It's a wagon of a child. So Tesis explains it's a walking trainer. Yeah, they, 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 they walk around with it. So he, he's not meant to, to, to he, he's walking, but he's just using it as extra support. So to me, Midras, because he supports himself on it, although he's not really sitting on it. He's not the whole time leaning on it. Like when he like stumbles, he, he like he's holding on to that. So so occasional resting is considered resting. That by there it's meant for him to, to lean on it. Which means that, that's what it's made for. But here it's not meant for that. It's not. It's not the. It's not the, the, the custom. It's not the way to do things that you rest on that shoe. It's just that we just want to have it just in case. So since it's not made for that, so it's not telling midras. What's my source? Why do I say that he's not telling? The tiny shows skating a walking stick. It's not a clickable. It was made out of wood. Uh, it's not a it's not a shoe, he doesn't rest on it, although occasionally he does. It's not a crutch, it's a walking stick. If you think walks, and every once in a while he catches himself on the stick, and we say that it's not Tommy Midras, so it's the same thing like the shoe. Virava uh, says no. Hasam there the Tirutse Sugyu Avido. It's made just to straighten his footsteps. He doesn't lean on it. He just, he's leaning on his feet, but he's wobbly. He can't walk so straight. To help him walk straight, he uses a stick. It's not called leaning, his body is not leaning on it. His body is leaning on his feet. He's just helping his feet move, make the right footsteps, and therefore it's not considered leaning. However, here, here it is made for the fact that occasionally when he needs to, he should actually rest on it. He actually does that. And therefore, it is in the Kabbalah Shemesmidus. So to summarize, we had a machloik is about a person with an amputated foot. And he has this wooden uh, foot replacement, which is there for show. And that he doesn't, he doesn't use it as a shoe. The question is, is that considered a shoe? Can he walk with it on Shabbos? Or the question might be, it's easy to slip off. He's not using it as a shoe, it could fall off. And he might carry it, can he walk out with it on Shabbos? 
So in our Mishnah, it says, Rabbi Meir said, it is allowed, Rabbi said, it's not allowed. We had different versions. At the end, we had Rav confirmed that the version is like our Mishnah, and Shmuel and Avun agreed at the end. And that's the, the Allah is like a Yoisi, as a similar Samach Samach, that you're not allowed to walk out with a shoe. Now, because of the fact that it's not considered a shoe, by Khalidza, it's not either considered a shoe. And therefore, if you put on that shoe that doesn't fit well, it's a wooden shoe that doesn't fit well, so then, uh, then it's, it's a possible Khalidza. Um, that's what Rabbi Kiva said that you couldn't make Khalidza on this shoe of plaster makers, which was either made out of wood or out of straw. So some Chachamim agreed, some Chachamim didn't agree. Rabbi Meir agreed. But Rabbi Yaisi and, and some say even Rabbi Yechel said, no, it's not the typical way to make a shoe and therefore it's, it's not, you can't do Chalitza and it's not Tameh. Rabbi Kiva held that it is Tameh because although, uh, because a wooden shoe is considered a shoe and he does walk home from work with this shoe, the wooden or the straw shoe. Rabbi Yechel holds that anything which is made out of a material which is unusual, let's say you make a a basket out of straw or a straw out of weed, then, uh, then it's not the Kabbalah Then the Mishnah said that if you make a, a carve into that wooden shoe and you put in cushioning, then it's tummy. The question is, what type of tumor does it get? Does it get the tumor of kli kibble, that it's holding something, and then it gets tumor smace? Uh, but not too much midras, not because he's leaning on it, because only occasionally he leans on it, and just like just in case, that's not what it's made for. That's what a bio holds. Or we say, no, since occasionally he leans on it, then and it's made for that occasion, then it's it's tummy midras. That's what Rava holds, and that's the Rava compares it to a walking trainer of a child. I'm sorry, yeah, you get the walking trainer of a child of tummy midras. And Abai says, no, it's not the same because there it's made for him to, 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 to lean. And Abai compares it to a walking stick. And Abai says, no, a walking stick is only to help you walk. It's not to lean your whole body on it. Then we have other halachas which we'll discuss later about this cheer that this person has, that he moves around uh, if, he, if his feet are amputated. So before that we had, if, he had, if he's walking on his legs, and then he has this uh, leather on the bottom of his legs. He's allowed to walk out with it, and he's even allowed to go to the base of Midrash. It's not called a shoe. But if he has leather on the end of his leg, and he has this chair that he moves around with, so he's not allowed to walk into the base of Midrash because it's considered a shoe, because it's the end of his leg. On the other hand, on Shabbos, he's not allowed to walk out with it because it might fall off and he might carry it. And then we spoke about this Lutkumin, this type of the costume, as we'll see later in Ritz Hashem, and tomorrow or somehow we'll, sometime we'll see it. Ah, thank you. Yeah.